Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, June 15th. The time is 7 p.m. And you're tuned into the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief period of time when we come together for prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents or guardians of backslidden or wayward sons and daughters who have either wandered from the faith or have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is a live podcast program, and again, every Thursday we come together for mutual encouragement, and we talk about the challenges that we are facing as parents and guardians of unsaved sons and daughters. We've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we believe in the promises of of God, and we believe in the prophetic word of the things that are going to be happening in these last days. And when we consider those things, the prophetic events that are about to take place, Many of us at times, of course, are anxious and worried regarding our prodigal sons and daughters. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. And also, I've said it before many times, and it bears witness that the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar, according to the Word of God, is the event known as the rapture, the blessed hope of all believers who have trusted Christ as their Lord and Saviors. What is the rapture? Well, it's the event when Christ returns triumphantly and removes all of us. First, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Our Lord Jesus Christ is going to return to remove all who have trusted in him, those who have died in the faith and those who are here alive on earth. It sounds unbelievable, and many people do not believe it. They parody it. They make fun of it. But it is actually going to happen. And when Christ removes all believers from the earth, there's going to be a period of time known as the tribulation period, seven years when God will pour out his judgment on an unrepentant and rebellious world that refuse to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, many will be deceived. Many will turn and follow the Antichrist, a false leader, part of the satanic trinity, the Antichrist, a false prophet, and the beast. And he'll deceive the multitudes even proclaiming himself to be God. And many will follow and trust in him. It's all in the word of God, according to biblical prophecy. It's going to be a terrible time of deception, judgment, and God's wrath. And we don't want our unsaved sons and daughters to be here for it. And so we pray and intercede for them that, although that is our blessed hope, and we are looking forward to it, We don't want our loved ones, our children, to be left behind. 
Some of us are parents and guardians of teenagers who, because they're teenagers, maybe have no interest in the things of God, and they're preoccupied with the things of youth and don't want to turn to the Lord. Some of us are parents of adult children who have moved on with their lives and have put the things of God in the background in favor of vocation or pleasure or family or other things which are not in themselves wrong. But when you place those things which are temporal ahead of the things of eternity, that's where the danger lies. We should focus on the things of eternity. And so every week at this time, we come together for mutual encouragement. We discuss scripture. We have a devotional. And of course, there is a period of time when we go over our prayer requests. We have prayer requests that we will be going over later on during our podcast. Numerous requests that have been submitted by parents and guardians for their unsaved sons and daughters who are either backslidden, wandered from the faith, have been lured away to pursue other things. The enemy has lured them away or have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We invite your participation in this podcast. There are a number of ways you can participate. We invite you to chime in. There is a phone icon. If you're on the Podbean app, there is a phone icon should be at the bottom of your screen. You click on that, and you can come on the air live, and you can share an insight, share a scripture, share a testimony of what the Lord is doing in your life, share a concern. Something you have to say and share can perhaps edify, strengthen, and encourage, and bring peace to someone who is listening. You can also, if you have a prayer request, you can... Key it in, and we will see it on our screen. If you wish to remain anonymous, we don't. We will not mention your name on the air. We won't mention any details that you don't want mentioned. We will keep your confidentiality and your anonymity, respect your privacy. But if you chose to key it in, we will respect your privacy, but we'll bring it before the throne of grace and pray for whomever you wish us to pray for. At this time, we want to welcome our listeners throughout the United States. We have listeners, and I mention these listeners every podcast. I want to acknowledge them. New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee. We have listeners in Texas and Ohio. Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, and Illinois. We welcome our listeners in Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona, and Michigan. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France and Uganda, and Brazil, United Kingdom, and most recently, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Praise God. God bless you. We welcome all of you. Many of you will be listening to this podcast through a download. 
There was a time difference in many of these localities, and while many people may not be able to listen live, maybe they're working or there is a a wide gap in time difference and, and people are doing other things, and later on they'll download the podcast and hear it later on. God bless you. Again, the Holy Spirit will work and can work and will work through a downloaded podcast that makes no difference, no restrictions with the Spirit of God. And so we begin our podcast as always. Please join me in a word of prayer. Lord God, your word says, who can ascend unto your holy hill? Who can ascend into the holy place? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart, and those who had not lifted up their souls to an idol. And Lord, we ask you first and foremost for cleansing and forgiveness and restoration for anything we may have said or done, any thoughts we may have had, any acts we may have committed, anything we may have done that has compromised our walk, has been displeasing in your sight, and has interfered with fellowship with you, Lord God. We call it out. Sin is sin, and we ask you to forgive us, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive all of us if we've done anything, said anything, and I'm sure we all have throughout the day, Lord, so we can come before you with clean hands and a pure heart. We don't want to lift our souls to any idols and put anything before you. And we pray, Lord God, that after forgiveness and cleansing, there's restoration. And after restoration can come blessing. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to everyone who's listening. Let this be a time of ironing, sharpening iron, comfort, encouragement, peace, edification, and strengthening. Could burning colds on the lips of myself and anybody who will call in perhaps and share be in the midst let your presence permeate this podcast bless all who are listening live and at a later date through a download the power of the holy spirit we give you full control in jesus name we thank you we praise you amen well the title of tonight's devotional is spiritual success and our prodigals spiritual success and our prodigals and our text is taken from the book of joshua in the old testament chapter 1 verse 8 the book of joshua chapter 1 verse 8 and i'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your bibles you know the book of joshua in the old testament begins with god commissioning joshua with the mantle and ministry of spiritual leadership over the children of Israel and leading them into the promised land. But in order to be effective and successful in doing this, Joshua had to comply with three key commands that God gave him. And those three key commands were one, the memorization, the focus and the proclamation of God's word, two, the meditation in God's word, and three, the obedience to God's word. I'll say those three again. The focused memorization and proclamation of God's word, the meditation in God's word, and the obedience to God's word. 
And if you and I, as parents of prodigal, wayward, and backslidden sons and daughters, are to lead them to the promised land of salvation so that their names are written in the book of life, we need to follow Joshua's example and comply with those same commands. So let's read our scripture text together. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Now I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So let's go over these three commands that would make Joshua successful, and you and I as well, in ministering and leading. First, the focus, memorization, and proclamation of God's word. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. That first word, depart, is the Hebrew word, muhus, muhus. In Webster's Dictionary, its basic meaning is to go away, to cease, to be present. But as always, both Hebrew and Greek are languages so rich and deeper in meaning that this by no means does the true definition any justice. In Hebrew, mu'us pictures a failure to be present due to neglect or omission. It's the willful withdrawal of something. The Hebrew verb can also mean to cease from doing something. Moos is the same word that was used in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, when Joshua would not depart from the tent where God met face to face with Moses, but he chose to remain in God's presence. May we seek to do likewise, practicing the presence of the Lord throughout our day before our prodigal sons and daughters. You know, the second part of that text, from thy mouth, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, is summed up in the Hebrew word peech, peech, which is the 17th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It means and symbolizes the mouth. Peech refers to the oral word of God that is stored up in the mind and spoken to others through teaching, testimony, and instruction. So what is all this telling us about our first key command? Well, that you and I, like Joshua, have a command to never cease, never omit, never, nogle- never neglect to speak God's word to our prodigals. The ancient practice of reading, reciting, and speaking God's word, not just as an aid to memorization, but as a testimony, is in view here. God's word should be the constant focus of all we say, our values, our points of view, our perspective. Everything in life should be dominated by God's word, and our prodigals need and should hear it from our mouths and see it in our lives. There is power in the proclaimed spoken word of God. No word of God is devoid of power. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. God's word is like a fire and like a hammer that shatters a rock, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29. God's word is the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians chapter 6, 
verse 17. There's power in speaking the very words of Scripture to our prodigals. And for all these reasons, it should never depart from our mouths. The second key command to spiritual success is the meditation in God's Word. The meditation in God's Word. Now, meditation, as the secular world or Eastern beliefs describe it, involves emptying one's mind. That, of course, could be a very dangerous thing for a believer to do. The enemy would love to fill an empty mind with impure, dangerous, and evil thoughts and ideas, or maybe perhaps anxiety or depression or low self-esteem. No godly biblical meditation is filling, occupying our minds with God's word, and focusing on them. Now, there are two Hebrew words for meditation. The first word is hagach, hagach, which is the word in our text. And the second word in Hebrew for meditation is siyach, siyach. And this is used in elsewhere in other scripture verses. Now, while both these words convey the basic idea of reflection and focusing our thoughts on God's word, Siyach stresses more of the inward, the thought-focused reflection, while Hagach also is inward focus on God's word, but also reciting it to oneself in a low tone while reflecting and pondering on it. And that's why God stated at the beginning of our text that the book of the law should not depart from Joshua's mouth. The inward focused reflection of God's word, how to live it, how to apply it, combined with the proclamation of it as well. You know, there is nothing mystical or magical about meditation. In fact, we meditate every day when we allow our minds to be occupied by matters that can cause stress or trouble us. I know I'm guilty of that many times myself. Christian author John Piper stated the following, If you know how to worry, then you know how to meditate. Worry is when you take a negative idea and continue to think on it over and over, and it will usually start to affect you negatively. And when you take a scripture truth and think on it over and over, what it means, how to apply it, and repeat it to yourself, then proclaim it. The results are one, power against temptation. Psalm 11, verse 9, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. It provides guidance, Psalm 19, verse 7. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Psalm 25, verse 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me. It gives new strength, Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. It gives joy, Psalm 19. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart and so many other benefits. No wonder God commanded Joshua not to let the book of the law depart from his mouth, but to meditate, hagah, on it day and night. That first scripture that I mentioned, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee, is in Psalm 119, verse 11. You know, we're told to meditate on the word of God day and night. But what did God mean when he said day and night? Well, what God meant was that all of Joshua's values, principles, perspectives, approaches to life's problems, challenges, 
and answers to questions had to be scripturally based all the time. It should be the first thing on his mind in the morning, the last thing on his mind at night, and carried throughout the day with him. And that's the command given to us as well. And if you and I are to going to be instruments and used by the Lord to lead our prodigals to Christ, we need to comply with these first two key commands. And most of all, key number three, to obey. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Number one. Two, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. And now number three, that thou mayest to do according to all that is written therein, the obedience to God's word. Now let's look at that word in that part of the text, the word observe. That thou mayest observe. That's the Hebrew word shamar. Shamar. Now it doesn't just mean to comply with and obey. No, the word shamar describes to keep a watch over. It describes a doorkeeper, a watchman, a guard. It also was used to describe a jail or confinement. And Joshua, you and I are to keep our lives in confinement to obedience to God's word and nothing else. God's word, our proclamation of it, our study and meditation of it, reaches its culmination in our obedience to it. God's word and our obedience to it acts as a guard, a watchman, eliminating all else. Joshua couldn't concern himself or worry about being popular with the people he was leading or ministering to. He couldn't worry about telling them what they wanted to hear. No, God's word, God's precepts and laws were to be studied, meditated, focused on, and proclaimed and obeyed as is. No watering down, no downplaying, no compromise. And you and I need to shamar, to observe God's word, confining our lives to it alone, like a watchman and a doorkeeper to our souls. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the springs of life. The focus meditation and outward proclamation and most of all obedience to god's word acts as a doorkeeper to our souls our prodigals need to see all these things as examples in our lives now what are the benefits and blessings with keeping and following these three key commands well they can be found in the last part of our text as god promised joshua that if he obeyed his way would be prosperous, and he would have good success. Now let's focus on these three key parts. Number one, way. Number two, prosperous. And number three, good success. First, way. The word way is the Hebrew word derek, as in the name. The word way, derek, in its Semitic root means a doorway or a path to someone's presence that thou mayest make thy way prosperous and have good success. So the word way, meaning doorway and coming into someone's presence, in the context, obedience to God's word is the derech, the path, the doorway to the intimate presence of God. 
Psalm 24 makes this very clear when it states, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy presence? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, like I mentioned at the beginning of our podcast during our prayer. This obedience will make us prosperous. And that Hebrew word for prosperous is salach, salach. So what does it mean? Well, I can tell you, first of all, what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean riches, wealth, or affluency like some misguided and misinterpreting preachers would promise you. No, the word salach means to progress, to push forward, to have favor. It's the same root word found in Genesis chapter 39 in describing Joseph's situation in his master's house. Despite all that happened to Joseph, God's favor and presence was with him. He progressed, he salach, and was blessed because he was obedient. God's salach, his favor, his presence and blessing would be with Joshua and will be with us in ministering to our prodigals if we are obedient to God's word. When we obey God's word and his salach, his presence and his favor, and blessing us, enable us to progress, to bear fruit in our lives, then, the last part of our text, we will have not just success, but good success. So why is that emphasized, good success? Well, the Hebrew word for good is tohov, tohov. The basic Webster's meaning is something that is positive and favorable. But in the Hebrew fuller sense, the word good, tohov, means to fulfill the divine purpose for what it was created for. The success part, sakal, is to be able to act with insight, to be prudent, to be marked by sound godly judgment. It isn't success and prosperity by the world standards, popularity, wealth, and affluency, and pleasure. Know this is heavenly and godly success, prosperity, the favor of God, being in his presence, having an intimate relationship with him, being in his presence with clean hands and a pure heart. This is who God, this is what God promises Joshua, and he would lead and minister to the children of Israel. And this is what God promises to you and I, as we seek to minister and be a testimony to our prodigals in order for them to come to the foot of the cross. May all of us be like Joshua. You know, before this particular text that we read, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. And I don't want to leave that out. You and I need to be strong and courageous. We need the Holy Spirit's strength to be strong and courageous. It can't come from our own abilities to face the challenges that we would face with all the trials and situations that we'll be facing, even at home, in ministering to our prodigals who may show hostility or not respond well to us reaching out to them. We need to be strong and courageous. And Joshua was told to not let the word of the Lord depart from his mouth, but to proclaim it boldly, to meditate on it and think on it, and to be obedient. And again, like I mentioned earlier, Joshua was not to be concerned with being popular with the nation of Israel. He was charged with being strong, 
courageous, to be a man of the word, to meditate on the word, and to obey the word. Obedience, that's true success. And if you and I are obedient, we will have that same tzalach. We will be empowered, enabled. We will progress. Our prodigals need to see that. And the Holy Spirit can provide us with this strength and encouragement and enablement to be obedient. But we must read God's word and meditate on it and apply it to our lives. And most of all, obey it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that was spoken, Lord God, and for the inspiration that came as I led this devotion. But Lord, let it not stop with just sharing this devotional thought, Lord God, and these insights. Let it be a time where we're not just hearers of the word, but doers as well. In the same way Joshua was charged with leading the nation of Israel, being strong, courageous, not popularity-seeking, not people-pleasing, but studying your word, proclaiming your word, meditating on your word, being obedient, Lord God. Let that be true of all of us as parents of unsaved sons and daughters. Let our children, even if, of course, that they're unsaved, let them see that we are strong, courageous, proclaiming God's word, meditating on God's word, and obedient to your word. Let our lives be a testimony of obedience. And let our prodigals see that. And let the Holy Spirit touch them, Lord God, to see that we are fully trusting in you. We ask these things in Jesus' name, Lord God. Let these things be real in our lives. Let this devotional bear fruit in my life, Lord God. I need more obedience, Lord. I need more compliance. I need to read your word more, Lord God. It starts with me, Father God. I need more obedience. I need to be stronger and more courageous, Father. Help me, help us all to follow through on all this, Lord God. Obedience, meditation, proclamation, strength, and courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of our podcast, and at this time we break into a musical interlude, and we'll play two musical numbers, and then we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. We will be sharing some more insights, inviting you to participate again, and of course we're going to come before the throne of grace. We have several prayer requests that we will be bringing before the Lord. There is still time to get your request in. And we will bring it before the throne of grace. So we will return with the second half of the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Softly and tender. 
Well, I pray that musical interlude was a blessing to you. Wonderful, merciful Savior. That's what our Lord is, a wonderful, merciful Savior. The Word of God says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He doesn't want to see anyone go to hell. Hell was never prepared for us. Hell was prepared for the devil and his minions who follow him. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, the word of God also says. He is a wonderful, merciful Savior, and because of that, softly and tenderly, he calls out to those who would want to turn to him. I want to read Psalm 2, a portion of Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break our chains and throw off their shackles. But the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them by saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. You know, it's interesting. People often think that they can get away from God, yet inevitably everyone serves somebody or something, whether it's a human king, an organization, or even one's own selfish desires. And the same way a fish is not free when it leaves the water, and a tree isn't free when it leaves the soil. We're not free when we leave the Lord. We can find the one sure route to freedom by wholeheartedly serving God, the Creator. God can set you free to be the person you were created to be. And in that psalm, it's interesting because people view serving the Lord as being in bondage. They want to be free from God. But the Lord created the heaven and the earth. For lack of a better term, we're in his ballpark. And God calls the shots. And there will be a day of reckoning for all who don't serve the Lord. But again, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And we need to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. Death can come at any time, nor do we want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. And so for that reason, we're going to enter a time of prayer right now. We have several names to lift up in prayer. So please join me as we go over our list in prayer and supplication and intercession and petition, there is still time to get your prayer request in and still time to chime in and be part of our podcast. So let's begin. Let's touch and agree in prayer. Our first request, our first prayer request, actually, again, we pray for some of these folks every week. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, and we need to be constant and persistent in prayer. Two young men named Joshua, both of them struggling with the same issues of substance abuse. One came to the Lord 
and we pray for his strength in the Lord. And the other Joshua, as far as I know, is still struggling with the chains of addiction. And so we're going to lift both these young men up in prayer. Join me. Father, we pray for both these young men. Lord, we lift them up in prayer. First for Joshua, who surrendered his life to you and was in bondage to substance abuse. And we thank you and praise you that a parent's prayers were answered and that you touched Joshua, convicted him of his sin, waited upon his heart, that he needed to turn to you. We thank you for his salvation, but the work doesn't stop there. And the enemy will do all he can to try to lure Joshua back to old ways and an old life, to snatch the word from his heart. And so we lift up Joshua in prayer that you help him to persevere in the faith and strengthen him and plant him firm in your word. Plant him firm in obedience to you, Lord God. Help him to live a life worthy of the calling that you called him to, Lord God, and help him to resist any temptation that may come his way. Give him a hunger and a thirst to read your word when he opens up his Bible, whether it's morning or afternoon or evening, to rehab his devotions or to meditate on scripture, like our devotional mention, Lord God. Help him to meditate on your word day and night. Help him to be obedient to it. We pray for the other Joshua, Lord God. As far as I know, he perhaps is still struggling with addiction issues. And you know where he is right now and what he's doing and perhaps who he's with. Heavenly Father, we commit him into your hands. We commit this prayer into your hands that you bring Joshua to the point where he surrenders his life to you. Do whatever it needs to be done. Bring him into the end of himself and the beginning of you, Lord God. Convict him of his sin. Open up his eyes to his need for you. Break him if you have to, Lord God. Do whatever it takes. You have the perfect method. And we trust in the perfect time when you'll bring this to pass. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies. And these three young ladies are all in their teens, I believe, or early 20s. Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. It's my understanding that these three young ladies, of course, are struggling with certain lifestyles, maybe low self-esteem. Some of them or the others may be struggling with different issues, depression, low self-esteem, guilt, or perhaps being in bondage to a particular lifestyle which is leading them to a path of self-destruction and ultimately eternal destruction. We're going to lift all these three young ladies up in prayer. The parents of these three young ladies are praying for them. We're going to touch and agree with them right now. Father, we just touch and agree right now for Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, three young women, Lord God, three young women that the enemy is trying to kill, destroy, ruin, corrupt, Lord God, with different things, Father. Your word says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that's what the enemy wants to do to these three young ladies, to steal 
to kill them, to destroy them. But we lift all three of them up in prayer, Heavenly Father, and we just ask you that you begin the work in their lives, Lord God. Again, you have the perfect timing, Father, and you have your own ways of doing things. You may reach each young lady in a different way. That's okay, Lord, we commit it into your hands. And these three young ladies may be struggling with different issues. Some of them may be suffering from depression or guilt or low self-esteem, Father. Heal the troubled mind. Satanic forces will put thoughts into their heads of suicide, that they're no good, not worthy of being saved. We rebuke those thoughts and forces in Jesus' name. And Father, we just pray for emotional and mental healing. Reach out, Holy Spirit, and touch their minds and heal them of this depression or low self-esteem. Healing. Mental healing, emotional healing, Lord God. Soul healing. Bring them to the point where they surrender their lives to you. Open up their eyes so that they see that they need you, Lord Jesus. We pray for any issues regarding possible substance abuse or if they're in bondage to living a certain lifestyle. Maybe friends are luring them away and telling them not to turn to Christ. Peer pressure, whatever it is, Lord God. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. We pray freedom from whatever is holding these three young ladies in bondage. The same way Abraham went into the enemy's camp to rescue Lot, we enter the enemy's camp right now to rescue these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. We commit them into your hands. We commit their deliverance and their salvation into your hands. Begin the work in their lives. We pray for their parents. Gabby's, Angela's, and Valentina's parents are praying for them and perhaps are worried about them, Lord God. We pray that you give these parents strength and perseverance, strength to trust in you, not to grow weary in committing this matter into your hands. When the enemy tries to put thoughts into the minds of these parents that it's no use, they're not going to get saved, they're beyond salvation, things are going to get worse. We rebuke those thoughts and we pray that you bless these parents with peace and that you give them encouragement and comfort and strength to persevere in trusting in you, Lord God. You'll bring it to pass. We just have to trust you. Help all these parents to live Christ before you, proclaiming your word, meditating on it. The word of God brings peace. Bless these parents, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you for the deliverance and salvation of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. It's going to come. It may not come tonight. It may come tomorrow. It may come next week, next month, next year. But we trust you, Lord God. It's going to come. They're on the road. We thank you in advance. By faith, we call it in. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer our dear sister, China. China is the daughter of our brother, Jamie, and sister, India, members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. And China accepted Jesus Christ several months ago, committing her life to Christ. And China is a member of the military as well. China's friend, Alexa, 
accepted Christ also. We want to lift both of them up in prayer. As the enemy, of course, does not let these kind of things go unchallenged. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the salvation of China and Alexa, Lord God. And we know you're working in both their lives to strengthen them, Lord God, to bless them. We thank you for the church that you brought them to, Lord God, and that they grow spiritually, that they eat the scroll, read your word, meditate on scripture, and that they are blessed by the preaching and teaching of whatever pastor that they're under, Lord God. But the same way you're working, Lord God, the enemy is working as well, and there will be a counterattack if there's not one already. And so, Lord God, we pray for both China and Alexa. If there's any movement by the enemy right now to lure either China or Alexa back to old ways and old habits, we rebuke this right now in Jesus' name. And we pray the strength for China and Alexa to persevere in the faith, Lord God. Don't let them be like chaff, Heavenly Father, that the wind blows, Lord God, but help them to stand firm in the faith so that they stand, Lord God. Bless them both. Strengthen them both. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer a request that came in several days ago. The request was anonymous. And it basically says, pray for my brothers, Albert and Edwin, my children, Ashley and Joshua, and my husband, Nelson. That's all the information we have. But you know what? The Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, God is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. He knows all things. We don't may have the details, but God knows all things. He knows the details. So... Let's lift this family up in prayer and be the rest of the Lord. Father, you see this request, Lord God. Albert, Edwin, the children, Ashley and Joshua, and the husband, Nelson. And you see each person in this prayer request and what the need is. I don't know what the need is, Lord God, but you do. Some of them may be saved and need encouragement and perhaps maybe is being lured back to go back and backslide. Some of them may not be saved, and we pray for their deliverance and salvation from whatever is holding them in bondage. Others may be backslidden, have wandered from the faith for whatever reason, maybe disillusionment or discouragement. Maybe the enemy told them, the walk's too hard, give it up. Whatever it is, Lord God. Minister to each of these family members. Minister to Albert. Minister to Edwin. To the children, Ashley and Joshua. Minister to the husband, Nelson. Let your hand be upon each one of these family members to meet the need that needs to be met. Whether it's deliverance, salvation, strength, encouragement, comfort, restoration, Bring it to pass, Lord God. We commit this family into your hands. Let the praise requests come through soon, Lord God, that the prayers are being answered. We commit each of these family members. We, we, we just commit Albert into your hands, Edwin, Lord God. We commit Ashley and Joshua and Nelson. 
this blessed family, Lord God, let your hand be upon it. We rebuke the enemy who would seek to destroy households and families, marriages and relationships. Again, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy, steal, and kill relationships, friendships, relationships between husbands and wives, parents and children, siblings. We rebuke the enemy and his efforts in doing this. And we pray for strength, comfort, restoration, and blessing for every single one of these family members, Albert, Edwin, Ashley, Joshua, and Nelson, committing them into your hands and praising and worshiping you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we received a prayer request, and again, I put a post in the Parents of Prodigals website, and due to an oversight on my part, which I humbly apologize for, I did not get to the request, but we're going to get to it now. In fact, we prayed for it during the week as well. We did not leave it untouched from last week. It's a prayer request, anonymous prayer request from someone who wanted us to lift up in prayer, a prayer for new marriages. That's all that was said. But you know what? That's all that needs to be said. Touch and agree with me in prayer. Father, you see this prayer request, Lord God, this anonymous request from this person who called this in, a prayer request for new marriages, Lord God. And Father, you know the circumstance of whoever called this in. The marriage may be a Christian marriage, and it is, Lord God, we pray that your hand be upon it and that you strengthen both husband and wife, Lord God that you make the husband a true priest in his home, give him the enablement to lead. And we pray that both husband and wife live by the biblical precepts. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, and for the wives to submit to their husbands, Lord God. We pray that the husband and wives live by biblical precepts and in complete submission to the Holy Spirit, Father. You see these new marriages. Maybe perhaps it's a new marriage and one is saved and the other one is not. Lord God, you know the circumstances, Father. Work in a situation like that. Lord God, it may be that it's a new marriage and both are unsaved and somebody wants a young couple to come to Christ so that their marriage will be blessed. If that's the case, Lord God, let your word get to this couple, Heavenly Father. We pray for new marriages, Lord God. You strengthen the union of the husband and wife and that you give love between husband and wife, Lord God. We commit it into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father. You know the situation. You know the circumstances. Amen. We have a request here that came in last week. Uh, and we prayed for it last week. Uh, actually, it came in several weeks ago, but we do bring it before the Lord. It is regarding, we have here Sister Joyce to pray for her granddaughter, Layla, to return to the Lord. You know, when we get a request like that, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that some prodigals are backslidden prodigals. And there are many who have wandered from the faith, maybe through disillusionment, maybe they've been hurt by the church, or maybe the enemy has whispered in their ear that uh, the walk is too difficult and 
Or maybe perhaps the enemy's whispering in their ear, listen, accepting Christ is okay, but don't overdo it. Compromise a little. Whatever it is, whatever it is, we're going to pray for this granddaughter, Layla, to return to the Lord, the lies of the enemy, whispering in the ear of a prodigal to compromise her walk. Let's pray. Father, we just lift up this young lady, this granddaughter, Layla, Lord God. You know, you know what caused this granddaughter to wander from the faith. We know the enemies at work, discouraging and frustrating and whispering into the ears of many of us to Turn back around and compromise. Well, Lord, we just pray for Layla that you open up her eyes to see that she needs to recommit her life back to you, Lord Jesus. She is a true prodigal. She's wandered away, maybe perhaps to seek worldly pleasures or maybe to pursue other things, Lord God. Well, do the same thing to Layla that you had to do to the prodigal, Lord God. If that's what's necessary, give her a bad taste of being out in the world. Give her no rest. Give her a Damascus Road experience so that she has her eyes opened that the world has nothing to offer, Lord God. This is not a time. These are the last moments, not the last days, Lord God. This is not a time to return to the world. If there was ever a time to hang on to Christ even stronger and tighter, it's now. And so we pray that the Holy Spirit convict Layla of her backslidden state. Let there be restoration. We rebuke the enemy who is trying to keep Layla away from the faith. Maybe whispering in her ear, not to be a fanatic, not to overdo it. Don't read your Bible so much. It's not working. You're not getting anything out of it. All lies from the enemy that we rebuke. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you convict and bring Layla back to the fold. Convict, deliver, if she's in bondage to something, Lord God, and restore her back to the faith. Let her be on the path, a true prodigal. Bring her back on the path so that she humbles herself before you and recommits her life to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We want to pray for the adult son of a dear sister in Christ who's listening right now. Her son's name is Johnny. And Johnny is in bondage, by what I know, to alcoholism. Uh, I don't know if Johnny knows the gospel. I don't know if he has heard the gospel. If he hasn't, we're going to pray that he hears it and that it convicts him. And if he has heard the gospel... We're going to pray that it bugs him, permeates him, continuously is in his ear. Let's pray. Father, we lift up Johnny in prayer, Lord God, right now, this adult son of this dear sister in Christ who's listening now. And Lord, you know where Johnny is, Father. You know what he's doing, who he's hanging out with. He may be out in the street. He may be in someone's home. And you know what he's in bondage to as well, Lord God. Well, Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit begin the work in Johnny's mind. Bring Johnny to the point 
where he is sick and tired of alcohol or anything else he's involved with. Give him a point where he is frustrated, fed up, and tired of living outside of you, Lord Jesus. Convict him of his sin. If he's heard the gospel, Lord God, put a bug in his ear, Lord God. Remind him of it. Maybe while he's sleeping, give him a dream. Give him a vision. Let somebody witness to him. Let him hear a Christian song. Let someone give him a track. Let him tune into a Christian programming. Whatever it is, Lord God, you have the perfect method. We commit Johnny into your hands. And we pray deliverance from the stronghold of alcoholism. Mental dependency that he needs a drink. Physical dependency that his body needs it. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. And we proclaim deliverance and freedom for Johnny. It may happen instantaneously. It may be a process. But it will take place. We trust Johnny into your hands, Heavenly Father. We know what's going to happen. We worship. We praise you. We thank you for all these answers to prayer, Lord God, for all these people. And Lord, I feel a special burden right now. In the beginning of our podcast, Lord, I mentioned different places where people are tuning in. I mentioned the different states, Colorado, North Carolina, Utah, Illinois, Minnesota, Rhode Island. I mentioned countries like Canada, the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Father, if there are parents of unsaved sons and daughters from these locations, parents of prodigals, their children are not saved. I pray for these parents in Bosnia, Herzegovina. I pray for the parents in the United Kingdom who are tuned in. I pray for the parents in Australia, in Canada. I pray for the parents of prodigals in New York, in California, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Virginia, West Virginia, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, Louisiana, Alabama and Maryland, Idaho and Utah, Georgia, Arizona, Indiana, Michigan, South Carolina, Washington State, Ohio and Texas and Tennessee. We pray for the parents of prodigals in all these localities, Lord God, internationally and nationally, Lord. If they're tuned in live, strengthen and bless them. And if they're listening to this podcast through a download, reach out your hand, Lord Jesus. Touch, encourage, strengthen, comfort, restore, bless. Give each parent, no matter where they are, no matter when they're listening to this podcast, whether live or through a download, let them be like Joshua in our devotional. Be strong. Be courageous. Not letting the word depart from their mouths, but proclaiming it to their prodigals boldly. Meditating on it. Pondering it. Applying it. And most of all, Lord, Obeying it and living it. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our time together, Lord. And we thank you for this time that we've had with every listener. 
Bless the listeners, Heavenly Father. And bless me as I come to the conclusion of this podcast, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll return back on the air next Thursday, June 22nd at 7 p.m. I pray that this podcast was a blessing to you and that something that was said or shared ministered to you. That's my prayer for you. I'm the parent of a prodigal. I'm sure that there are parents who are listening right now are guardians of sons and daughters, of teenagers, children, or adult children who are backslidden and have wandered from the faith. We pray for their salvation. We want to see them accept Christ. We don't want to see them living lives of sin and frustration, whatever it is they're involved in. We want our prodigal saved. And so we're going to continue to pray, fast, intercede, petition the Lord for their salvation. It's going to come. We don't know when, we don't know how. That's up to the Lord. But we know it's going to come. So until next Thursday, June 22nd at 7 p.m., continue in prayer, being watchful therein. Oregon, Texas, and Tennessee, watch the road. New York and California and North Carolina, Oklahoma and Massachusetts, watch the road. Parents of prodigals in Tennessee and Maryland and Wisconsin and West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana, watch the road. Parents in the United Kingdom, in Bosnia, Herzegovina, parents of prodigals in Australia and Canada, in France and Uganda, wherever you're listening, overseas or in the United States, watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless you and good night.